Now, if you're like me, the first time I watched that, I, I got a little emotional. Um, it's definitely a great video, uh, you know, just uh, from the perspective of the dad. And if you are a dad, it's a great perspective. If you're like most of us, you, you have a dad somewhere. It's a perspective to, to really take in. However, I know that not everybody here has that kind of experience, has that same dad, right? You might be um, thinking, today's hard. Today's not a good day. Today is not a day that I want to honor my dad. Today I want to forget about him. Maybe your dad passed away and today is a really a, a time of, of mourning, a time of hurt. You know, we're all coming from different places this morning. You know, like Christian said, the great thing about it is that we have an eternal father who we can look to. We have an eternal dad who's always going to be there for us who can hold us tight and say those things. Um, we're going to pray before we get into uh, some more scripture this morning. Let's all bow our heads. God, thank you for letting us uh, just be really in touch with you this morning. Thank you for being our Father. Father, I pray that we can honor you today. That no matter where we're coming from, no matter what we're dealing with this morning, Father, that we can turn to you and know that you are unchanging. You are never going to be different. You're always going to be the same. You're always going to be there for us, despite all the things that we might be going through today or tomorrow or the next day. Father, thank you for letting us have this time. Thank you for letting us have a place to go to, a place of shelter. Thank you for being our rock and our God and our deliverer. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Open our Bibles to uh, Matthew chapter 7. Verse 24, we're going to read about the scripture that Rob Bell um, discussed. It's the wise and foolish builders. Many of you have read this before, and uh, I I personally love it. I've read this many times at Bible talks or different teen events, but it really paints a great picture for us this morning. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. It says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down. The streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. Now, a lot of us have rain that is, has come down. Like you said in the video, that it, it, the rain will come. That's not the, the, the if. The rain will come. And, uh, you know, you might have different things that you might think of right now that you're thinking, yeah, this is an issue in my life. Well, uh, to sort of lighten the the mood, I did experience some rain this past Friday night. Uh, We were with the teens at our sports devotional at Central Park. We had a great time there. We had a thing called Flower War, and we're hitting each other with a flower and a nylon stocking. Excellent time. Great devotional. Um, But after all that was said and done, I was uh, putting everything back in my tr- uh, the trunk of my car and putting all the sports equipment away, and I had my keys to unlock the door. And, uh, you know, five minutes later, I could not find my keys. 
And uh, I'm stuck at Central Park with uh, nobody there, no lights on. And uh, I, made, I, I called Christian to help me out. I called Jill to help me out. And finally, we called AAA to look, uh, you know, to, to unlock the door because I was sure that it's in the trunk. So finally gets it, gets it open. I think it's about 12.50 a.m. at this point. Uh, so we're fast forwarding. And um, no key in the trunk. And uh, I was like, oh, no. So now he says, I'm going to have to charge you more to create another key for your ignition because that will blah, 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 whatever. It's going to cost more money, more time. So uh, I say, okay, let's do it. And halfway, after he actually takes out my ignition, I find my key. And uh, it was with the dodgeballs. I don't know how that happened. But uh, anyways, found my key after all that. And I'm just, I'm just beating myself up. I'm angry. I'm upset. It's, I think I got home at 2 a.m., and I'm thinking, like, God, I'm trying to help these kids have a great time. Why would you do this? You know? And a lot of times, for us, we have different things like that, right? Don't we lose our keys? Don't we lose our control? Don't we just lose it? Haven't we lost things? Maybe you lost somebody? Right? We're dealing with the rain. Matthew 5 Verse 45 says, you don't have to turn there. He causes his son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and unrighteous. It will rain, won't it? It's going to come. That's not the question. It may be raining right now for you. It may be rained a couple weeks ago. Maybe you're still feeling it this morning. But the forecast is that there will be rain. So we know that it's going to come. The question is, how have you weathered it? In this scripture here, the man who survives, the man who says, I'm going to stand firm, is the one who built his house on the rock. The rain's going to come, the winds are going to blow, but no, no, I'm going to stand firm with my father with my God at the center. You know, what's not standing firm is building your house on the sand. And a lot of times, many times in our lives, we build on the sand, don't we? There's so many things, so many grains that we can put our lives and our stock into. Maybe it's money, family, your job, what kind of security do you get that's not God? It's all sand. When it's not God, it's sand. We can have a great sand castle, still sand, right? You know, they asked me, what, what's your point this morning? Or what's the, the title? I just said Father's Day 2012. Really didn't have a title. The first point, though, to our Father's Day 2012 is build on the Father. This morning we look at two men and we, we contrast their lives. Jesus does, right, in this parable. And he says, build on the rock. Build on me, please. Build on me. I want you to. I want you to have a firm foundation on me. You know, in the, in the video and maybe even in our lives, don't we ask the question is, well, if God's so perfect, if he's so good, then why does he let us go through these things, Right? And for me, 
I think that God does that because he wants to be our savior. He wants us to instead of clinging to these little grains of sand to essentially build on him. He says, no, no, stop doing that because I would just wipe that away to help you get focused on what really, really matters. And that's me. The scripture that I cling to, you can all turn there, is 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12. And I find that God does this often in our lives, that he will readjust our thinking, readjust our focus, won't he? I mean, I was even talking to my mom last night. We had a great talk. It was like 1 a.m. We're both night owls. But, uh, you know, she recently uh, lost one of her jobs. She has a couple jobs, and she recently lost one of her jobs. And uh, she's had that job for years and I, I, was, I was shocked. Actually, I was hurt to hear that. And my mom's a super faithful woman. You have to talk to her. Her name's Isabel. But uh, she said, you know what? God does these things so that we can focus on him. I said, yeah, you're, you're right. I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. And uh, she has a great heart of faith. But sometimes we need to put our heart and put our, our heart and our faith in God, just like my mom. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12 says, so if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. God's going to provide the way out. You think you're standing firm, whatever you're doing right now? It says, be careful that you don't fall. And when the temptation comes, because temptation will come, the rain will come, struggles will come, all those things will happen. Now, I'm going to give you a way out, and it's all about me. He wants you to focus on him. He wants you to readjust your thinking, to readjust your mind, to fix your eyes on him, the author, the perfecter of our lives. Now, I think our God is trying to get our attention. I think God is trying to get your attention this morning. First point is build on the Father. Second point is resemble Him. You know, I come from a long line of good dads. Um, I just, I realize that's not with, with everybody, realize that's not the norm, but I have a great dad who's sitting right here, second row, and he had a great dad, you know, who's in Michigan. And they talk actually every Sunday morning, if you can believe that. Every Sunday morning, I know that my dad's going to be on the phone with his dad. It's, it's great. I, I'm blessed. I'm super blessed. And I realize this. And I want to be like him. And I want to read a letter that I wrote. Uh, actually, when I was in high school, I think I was 16 or something like that. And uh, I was writing it to, to get into uh, Hope Youth Corps. Um, and they asked about, who's the most influential person in your life? And my parents have this up at their house. So just took it. Uh, I'll give it back. It says, uh, who am I is the, the, the title. It says, I would have to say the most influential person in my life would have to be my father. Yes, the one on earth. My father has been there for me every step of the way. I look up to him not only as a father, but as a brother, now that I'm a disciple. Even though my father is not the biggest man, he leads with heart, which weighs about 400 pounds. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> not being the loudest man, he leads with compassion. 
The heart of a child is so clear in his eyes. After looking into them, you wonder where the rest of the men are like him. Surely he's not a man of this decade where men treat their wives as though they are nothing and have a 50% divorce rate. This is a while ago. An old-fashioned guy is what he is. At the 17th year of marriage, he's still opening the door for his wife who gets a twinkle in her eye every time. This is the man who has influenced me the most because he represents Jesus. I aspire to become a great man of God. I find myself walking in his footsteps. My father always seems to be praying. I understand now why I have been put into his family. I'm here to learn as well as to teach what I have been taught and what better teacher than my father. I feel as though I have been given a great friendship. While I sit there with my father and crack jokes, I get a sense of what God and Jesus feel. The gift of friendship is what I've been given and what I will never forget. Proverbs 27.10 reads, Do not forsake your friend and the friend of your father. I love you, Dad. My dad's the best. And maybe you're feeling that same way. Um, but I realized that, I mean, obviously, at a, I guess in, in, in high school, I realized that I want to be like my dad. And I love him so much. And I want to resemble him. When some people say, and this has been said many times now, um, that, hey, you know what? You remind me of your dad. I love it. Because he's a great dad. I have a great relationship with him. I aspire to have a great relationship with my son the same way. I pray for that. But I want to be like him. And today, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make the transition that we want to be like our dad. We need to resemble him. First point is build on the rock. Second point is resemble him. Him being God. Now, Jesus understood this too. In verse, uh, actually, Matthew chapter 16, we'll read there in a second. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. Jesus understood that he had a great dad, and he absolutely wanted to be just like him. He didn't try to reinvent the wheel, if you will. He wanted to be just like him, and he strived to be that. Matthew chapter 16, and verse 13, it says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or, the, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus replied, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And he got it. Peter got it. Jesus asked him a question, and a lot of times Peter did not get it. But this time he got it, and he praised him for it. Yeah, you know, you're right. I am my Father's Son. People are saying I'm somebody else. No, no, no. I'm the Son of the living God. 
and he resembled. He looked just like him. People walked, and I can't even compare you, Elijah, Jeremiah. I mean, you're you're something beyond. You know, we call ourselves Christians, right? Which is Greek for little Christ. Do you look like Christ? Do you look like a little Jesus, a little God at work, at home? Would people say, you know what, you remind me of your father, Jesus, at school? Well, we call ourselves that, and we just throw that term around very loosely, right? Now, this point is resemble him. And we have to take those actions, those steps to actually look like our dad. Now, you actually might look very much like your physical dad, or, but for us to actually look like our God in heaven takes work, right? It's recreating our character, transferring it, fixing our eyes on him to really look like our father in heaven. However, many of us on earth don't want to be like our dads on earth, right? A lot of us, maybe, maybe you have like a bad relationship with your dad or something like that. You want to be the farthest away from your dad. If someone says, oh, you know what? You remind me of your dad. You're like, ooh, you don't know my dad, right? Don't we get that? Maybe sometimes even when we're, we're, we're kids or teenagers or even in college, you know, when I have a family, I'm going to do things different. You know, I'm going to let my kid eat as much candy as they want. I remember saying something to that effect. I mean, maybe you're a parent, maybe you've heard that from your kids, like, oh, okay, you'll see, right? But we want to do things that are different, and we move and we put this buffer between us and our parents, us and God. Don't we do that spiritually? You know, God, I think my way is a little bit better than your way. Oh, really? Okay. How's it working out for you? You know, how's that sandcastle you're living in? Now, I, I can make it crash at any second. But I want, I'm going to do that. I'm going to allow that to happen so that you can come back to me. God desperately wants a relationship with us. He's, he, he, he looks forward to it. He looks for that. How is your relationship with God today? How is your father? Do you resemble him? Do you look like him? If not, I hope so. I hope you get there. Because that, that's what God wants. He wants you to be like him. He wants you to fix your eyes on him. He wants a relationship with you. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, just listen to this. It says, Your attitude should be, that same, be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being in very nature did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. Even Jesus, Jesus was the son of God. And yet in this scripture here, he says, I didn't even consider equality something to be grasped with God. Now, he made himself so low like, okay, I mean, I want to do everything like my dad. And he had that kind of focus. Jesus is way up here and you're so far below. How are we doing today? Do we have that same attitude as Christ? That we want to be that humble, that serving? I want to challenge us to be that humble, to be that serving. 
Have that attitude of Christ. Be a little Christ. Be a Christian. Now, I want you to imagine, okay, I want you to imagine what your life would look like building on the rock and what your life would look like if you actually really, truly resembled God. What would that look like? Start imagining in your mind at home. How would you treat your wife? How would it be different than how you're treating her now? How would you treat your children? How would you do at school being a student? How would you be at work being a coworker, being an employee, being an employer? Imagine that. If someone saw you and said, oh, you remind me of Christ. This Father's Day is a day of honoring, right? But it's honoring God. So I want us to not only just honor God with our singing and our praises and all that. That's all awesome. But I really want us to honor God with our actions. You know, it's easy to come here. It's easy to feel things. It's easy to turn to God. But then, you know, you walk out those doors and life becomes different. You walk out those doors and many of us are going to go on to lunch and uh, experience family time and it'll be different. Monday is tomorrow. You're going to work. You're going to school. You're going to experience life. How is this going to apply to that? Are you going to resemble God tomorrow morning? Let's put these things into action. May you build on the rock. And may you be able to stand firm when the rain comes, because it will. And may you resemble Christ himself. Amen.